114. Let's go. Get into it. I'm sick of all these people talking. What's going on? Episode 115 into the Woods Podcast. Uh, I am your host, your your wonderful, wonderful host, Ryan Woods. This is the End of the Woods Podcast, episode 115. Who knows what we'll call it, dude? We'll figure it out as we get there. You know, what's it matter what we call it, dude? Little branding for the water bottle, sorry. Mm-mm-mm. I was gonna, you know, what's worse about me, what's worse than drinking water on the air would be um, eating pretzels on the air. And you know how I like, you, do you like how I said on the air? Do you like that? Because I think I'm a radio professional now, so, because that's what my life has become, man. I'm just going to be a radio professional. It's just who I am. You know, it's just my passion. It's just radio. You know, I just love radio so much. It's just become part of my identity. But what's going on, everybody? Week one of the NFL season is over. Uh, how'd your team do? My team is a title contender, dude. I feel so good about the Browns. Sure, they lost. Sure, they went to Kansas City, where I just picture all the people as fat. You know, I picture everybody from Kansas City looks the same way. And what I mean by that is, you know, because they talk about their barbecue all the time, so I just assume that it's all these people wearing oversized, like, Carhartt jackets. And they all have, like, insane neck beards because, like, their neck is now a part of their chin, where their just chin is, just, like, four inches long because they have all that fat underneath there. You know, and I assume they all work construction. Because that's how me, being from somewhere that lives near a body of water that isn't a river or a, or a creek, going down to the creek, I just assume everybody in the middle of the country uh, looks a certain way. And I'm sorry about that. I don't even live... I live kind of in the Midwest, but I live in like a city, you know, where there's like streetlights and not just one at one lonely intersection. So that's the difference with me, man. I'm sorry if I'm gentrifying the middle of the country. That's not even the right way that word goes. But those Browns, dude, how about them? I got the little Browns background because we're working on the office here, okay? You know, we're working on what's going on around here is that, you know, I'm not very good at decorating. You know, Dana is one of the most indecisive human beings I've ever met. That might be gaslighting, which I'll get to in a little bit, but... uh. Yeah, we're all we're just indecisive. We haven't done anything. It was a big fucking to do this weekend, so things are going well for me. Um, but the Browns, hey, get your mind off things. Enjoy football again, because football has this funny way, and this is why we love football as a country. I think because football has this funny way of making us forget about shit, even if they have those like Black Lives Matter things on the back of the helmets, which you know is just a bunch of bullshit. From the same league that made you stop kneeling for the anthem, we give you words on the back of your helmet. Hey, play another game, you fucking piece of shit. They do make a lot of money, though. Patrick Mahomes making half a billion dollars makes me believe money isn't real. We've been over that on this podcast, but, you know, half a billion dollars. And he plays quarterback, and he just gets jerked off by the announcers every weekend. Oh, Jesus. And why do they make him human? Why do they have this? They had this thing running before the game where it was like, Patrick Mahomes, how does it feel to be a dad? And he used the, he used the term. He said, girl, dad. 
And I love that about him, you know what I mean? He's relatable. You know, I know so many girl dads in my life. And I think it's really relatable of him to say he's a girl dad because, you know, it makes me feel like we're one and the same. You know, I know a girl dad. He's a girl dad. You know, he throws a football and makes half a billion dollars. The girl dads I know make about fifty to 60000 But, you know, it's respectable. Um, anyways, what the hell am I even talking about? Browns game. You know, they had him in the first half. But playing the Chiefs is like playing the Warriors, man. I thought about this last night as I was trying to justify a loss. Long season ahead. 18 weeks this year. Tack on another week. We're going to get 19 eventually. Just keep tacking them on. You know, keep playing more games. Come on, get out there. And uh, I think I know why, you know, people always say owners are shitty. It's because look at the graph of how much money they've had to pay out. And think about every time you've had to pay somebody more money. And think about how shitty that felt, huh? Like they were paying these, these guys had second jobs in the off season. A couple of years, just like 30 years ago. Maybe not 30, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like Jim Brown, you know, he probably, he could have worked at like the milk, the milk store and dropped it off in my milk crate in my old house. Have a milk crate, milk shoot, whatever. Ryan, can you talk about the game? Yeah. Okay. Listen, Browns came out. They're good. I am more, I'm actually more excited about the Browns than I was when I woke up Sunday and I woke up Sunday on fire. I woke up Sunday ready to fucking rip. I, and like I said, I didn't expect them to win, uh, yesterday. So this was all gravy, them being, them being up and winning the game. I expected to go in there and like most, like people say they want to return to normal. The Browns lose every week one. They don't win week one. The last time they won week one was 2004 with Jeff Garcia married to a playboy model. Playmate, as they're called. I don't know if we're still allowed to call them that, just like we're not allowed to call the people on the plane. What are those called? Uh, people that work on the plane. The fucking, the, the people. Flight attendants, what were they called before? Whatever. You know, I don't know, dude. How to, how to lose steam on a joke 101. Just not know a fucking reference. That's how you lose steam on a joke. 101. You just don't know shit. Because that's me, dude. Whatever. You know? But anyways, the Browns, they had a good run. They had a good game plan, but the problem with being up against the Chiefs is they have that they have that one video game play in them a game. You know, where they just drop back, their quarterback rolls right, and then throws it 75 yards, and the fast fucking guy is out there by himself. And you're like, wait, how did he get there? And he just scores like, ah, oh, fuck. And it's a one-play, 75-yard drive, and you're just sitting there like, damn. And now that fucking Arrowhead Stadium is rocking with all the pumped-in crowd noise. Old house humidifier. And then it's fucking pumping-in crowd noise because they say, we got the loudest stadium. No, I, there's no way people in Kansas City are the loudest people. I refuse to believe it. There's no way people in Kansas City are the loudest. It's just, I just refuse. I refuse to believe that. There's no way that's a fact. And you know we only talk about facts on this podcast. There's no fucking way. Dan just broke my heart telling me that I don't have a fucking thing for the computer. Whatever, dude. She said I could keep it. I said you could borrow. You piece of shit. Um, anyways, anyways, she's a gaslighter. 
<clears throat> Brown's in the game. You know, like remember when you played the Warriors when we were watching those finals games and these and those guys, you would just come out in the third quarter and they just had an answer for everything. And if you fucked up just a little bit, if you fucked up just a bit, they were on your ass. They were on your ass. You could do everything right too. And they'd still like you could have done they could have done everything right yesterday, the Browns. They could have done everything right. And then uh the worst thing happened where the Chiefs, you know, you gave the ball to them and then you can't you can't not catch a punt. You can't go three and out, you can't fumble, you can't turn it over, and you definitely gotta catch a punt. You can't turn it over. You cannot give them extra chances. They were doing everything right. They played a perfect game plan for three quarters, but the game's not played in 30-minute halves. It's played in 60 minutes. Okay? God damn it. So, anyways, regardless of that, um, Browns, off to a good start. Steeler fans, keep lying to yourself. Keep telling yourself this year's going to be different. Hopefully this year you can win 12 games in a row, and then we'll beat you again in the playoffs. Huh? How about that? How about you win 12 games in a row this time? Then we'll do our late season implosion, huh? Go ahead. I actually want you to. I want I want the Pittsburgh Steelers to win every game. Cause Ben Roethlisberger is old as shit. Ben, stop telling people you're skinny, Ben, because you're not. Okay, you're still fat, you're still slow, and you you can't throw the ball anymore. It's over. It's over, Ben. Just let it go. He won't let it go though. They're gonna have to drag his fucking neck beard ass out of there they're gonna have to drag bb7 out of there i'm in the best shape he ben's in the best shape of his career as he stutters through that one says who sword who's your source oh ben he told me he was in the best shape of his career i always love when athletes get in the best shape of their career he actually came back in shape this year oh yeah what was the incentive that this is his job that he makes 20 million dollars or that people count on him he signed a contract to do that huh which one of those three you tell me. I don't know. I love when people say that. Like Ezekiel Elliott. Fat Ezekiel Elliott. Oh, he's in great shape. Finally. I mean, Jesus. If we've been waiting for that. I mean, he gets paid $20 million. I'd hope that the uh, that he could run on the treadmill a little bit in the offseason. Anyways, that's my football recap. Whatever, dude. I'll give you the gambling pick. We want to be a bad gambler on this show or no? We'll do it again. Fuck it. Like I have any goddamn bits on here anyways. Um... What else did I do this weekend, dude? Oh, on Saturday. Saturday, 9-11. What a sad day, you know? And then there's people online. 9-11, 20th anniversary. I just don't understand. They do keep coming out with new stories. It's like, hear the story of how people on the 87th floor of the North Tower lived. And how they were so brave. And I'm like, damn. Wh- where have people been? for? Tw- did you not think to ask them their story? Like, 2006? a long time man what happened at the five-year anniversary you just guys do these interviews and then keep it in your back pocket for 10 years where what is what is up and i get it's very traumatic and people may not want to talk about it so maybe i'm talking out of my ass here shocker you know what i mean you put a microphone in front of me i'll say some crazy shit um but for real where, where what are you talking about where have you all been for 20 years don't you know we've been kind of deliberating this but yeah, people online, man. People suck on the internet. I was at 9-11, I was online, and people were posting videos. One of the more traumatic days. Sorry about the air conditioning, you know what I mean? I'm doing this in a fucking closet. Um, 
Yeah, I could turn it off for 30 minutes. Ryan, you could turn it off. Well, that's true. I could do that. Or I could just power through like a goddamn man. Like a goddamn warrior. Anyways, people were online posting about... Uh, they were like, I don't see any planes. Look at those. are missiles. Those are not planes. This is planned. They're like at the Pentagon. They're like, no, that wasn't a plane. That was a missile. Well, it was not when the plane was a missile. I'm like, well, what about all the people that saw the plane? Like, nah, those are all fucking paid actors. Yeah. Well, I guess this conversation's over because you clearly have made up your mind on that one. And, uh, yeah, man, 9-11, tough, tough day. I am not brave enough, you know, because I, I picture myself in these situations a lot, mainly because I'm a, I'm a narcissist. Don't even know if I'm using that right. I'm like an egomaniac, maybe. Maybe I just have dual personality syndrome. Who knows? You know what I mean? I don't know anymore. I don't even know who I am. Um, what's the deal? But I uh, thought, like, what would I do on 9-11? Would I be a hero? Like, you hear about all these people running back up or stopping and grabbing somebody and trying to save them, and they, they lose their life because they went back in, or so-and-so was running down the hall, and they saw them, and they, you know, broke a window for them to breathe or something. I don't know. Whatever it is. Put their t- shirt over their face. I don't know. I would do none of that. Okay, because if something traumatic happened to me, and also, you want to cry? I'll give you, this is the crying segment segment of the week. If you want to cry, go uh, listen to, like, the voicemails, like, the final voicemails of the people on the airplanes. Flight 93, those are fucking hard to listen to, even though it's kind of badass when the guy goes, let's roll. Like, what a fucking badass statement. I say that, I say it in a non-badass way, like, when I'm leaving a fucking... Mexican restaurant, like, I look at Dana across the table, and I go, let's roll, let's get out of here, let's roll, this guy said it when he was gonna go fuck some terrorists up, and I'm just a piece of shit, so, um, you know, you listen to those voicemails, you wanna cry, go ahead and listen to those voicemails, go ahead and, uh, go ahead and hear that, and then I also, like, for the rest of my life, say somebody I loved had called me, uh, when their plane's about to be crashed, like they kind of set that realization. And these people are all so brave on the phone, too, by the way. Because um, I would have called and just been like, you got to get me the fuck off this plane. Ah, shit, I hit my fucking microphone. I was like, you got to get me off this fucking plane. There's no chance. I got to go. I got to get off this fucking plane. You got to get me off. You got to get me off right now. I don't know what I'm fucking going to do. I don't know what I'm fucking going to do. And, like, that's what I would do. I would panic. Because I'm, I'm a scumbag. I'm a pansy, whatever you want to call it. And, um, yeah, just hearing these people's bravery bravery is just uh, a real eye-opener because you don't really think about the other side of it. And uh, I always get really, you know, choked up at that stuff because I couldn't imagine having my last, uh, like, words from somebody on a, on a voicemail. And first of all, how the fuck? Well, imagine answering the phone. At least having a voicemail, you have that memory like, answering the phone, and then you hear the story about these people, one worked at the bank, and one worked at the uh, stock exchange, and they were, they the cell phones obviously weren't as good in 2001, so they're calling a house, and they're, like, relaying voicemails back and forth, and how to meet up, because shit's getting closed down, and, um, dude, it's fucking intense, I mean, I mean, we all lived it, but it's crazy to hear the stories, I mean, I didn't really live it, I was four, so, I don't know if you can count me in that one. I think you can probably count me out on that, living through it. I do remember watching it on TV. I remember being at my Aunt Eleanor's house, 
that I might not have been at my aunt and owner's house, but I was definitely a, at a house with like a big like square TV. So I might not have been at her house, but I might have been. I was definitely on a living room floor somewhere on the east side of Cleveland. And apparently Flight 93 flew over top. Now, that's not a good story because of the way it ended, but it actually ended, you know, those people were brave as fuck, man. Um, but I would walk around like Nancy Kerrigan if that if that should happen to me. Like, if I had my last voicemail from, say, like, my dad, and, um, like, if it was me in that situation, my last words for my dad were on a voicemail because his plane crashed into a building. I would legitimately walk around like Nancy Kerrigan, just going, why? Why? All the time. Just why? Just why? I would just resort to it all the time. Why? People would be like, what happened to him? It's like, oh, he has t- terrible coping mechanism. He's like, that's what I've been saying for a long time. And I'm not even trying to make like a funny. I'm serious. I feel like I would just be, I'm the worst at anything. When I, when I hear about people who have like real problems, you know, like cancer or some diagnosis where they have a, such an amount of time, like ALS, you meet somebody with MS and these people, they're, they're fighting. Like they have like a fighting chance. I would just fucking give up. Like if I lost a leg, get fucking real. You think I'm making a comeback if I lost a fucking leg? If I, dude, if I fucking, and then imagine that now times 50. Take me out of the equation. Say it happens to somebody else. Fuck that. These people are always so much stronger than me, and I think that's what I'm in awe of. You know? Maybe that's what it is. But fuck those people, man. You watch all enough of those videos, you just get... You kind of just get fired up, you know? So let me look up Nancy Kerrigan. What what happened? Did she do the, the striking of the knee, or did it happen to her? Nancy Kerrigan. All right, let's look it up. Um... The Kobo Arena attack on January 6, 1994, the U.S. skating figure figure skating championships in Detroit. Kerrigan was the victim of a crime that caused her to gain international fame far beyond the skating world. I mean, she was just used on this podcast. You can see she's pretty famous. As she was walking through a corridor at Kobo Arena, immediately after a practice session, Kerrigan was bludgeoned on the right. Bludgeoned. What a word. Big word of the day. Bludgeoned. Kerrigan was bludgeoned on the right lower thigh with a police baton by an assailant who was later apprehended and identified as Shane Stant. The assault was planned by rival Tanya Harding's ex-husband, Jeff Gillily, and co-conspirator Sean Eckhart. These scumbags didn't even want to do it themselves. The conspirator's goal was to prevent Kerrigan from competing both in the national championships and the Lyleheimer 1994 Olympics in Norway. Um, the attack's immediate aftermath was recorded on TV camera and broadcast around the world. The initial footage showed the attendants helping Kerrigan as she grabbed her knee, crying out, Why? What? We've all heard it. It was also seen by being carried away from her by her father, Daniel. Harding won the championship with Michelle Kwan's second. Although Kerrigan's t- injury forced her to with Yeah, this wasn't really all that bad. You know, her fellow scares agreed that she merited one of the two spots in the Olympic team. Wow. She required, she recovered quickly. Just one swing of the thigh? Damn. Damn, she made 9.5 million because of that. 9.5 million then. I, Tanya. Tanya Harding, scumbag, huh? (laughs) 
Breaking news. Tanya Harding, scumbag. Is she dead or alive? Who do you think? Take your take your butt. Take your take your bets. Um She's still alive. Fifty years old. Nice. She's a scumbag. Margot Robbie played her, huh? Margot Robbie played her, huh? It's a big win for her. Margot Robbie, good looking. She's 1994 uh, champion, even though she was stripped because of the uh, incident, obviously. I don't know where I'm going with this, but uh, yeah. Don't know how I was talking about 9-11, and now I'm talking about Tanya Harding. That's what you get on this podcast, man. That's what you fucking get. You know, that's what we're getting around here. Let me see if I have any confessions for the week, and then we'll get into the, uh... I don't know if I have any. A lot of times, people people haven't really been sending them in. So if you have a confession, go ahead and send it in to, um... Uh... RyanWoodsPod at gmail.com. Go ahead and send in those confessions. Um... That's what I need, man. I need you guys to give me content because I'm clearly not good at this. Uh, anyways, this one's kind of not funny. I did get one, though. Uh, it says, it's funny now, confession. It's funny now, dot, 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 confession for the podcast. Uh, this is probably my lowest point, to be honest, but this was my, but this is my confession. Okay. Uh, don't judge me. We never do that here. I've never judged anybody, actually. Don't judge me. I hooked up with my friends with, friends with benefit the same night I tried to KMS. Kill myself. Uh, it's funny to me now because I can remember how high off all the pills I swallowed I was. And his dog kept staring. It's a guy? His dog kept staring. This is a woman? Uh, you know, they change their name. They make fake emails, you know, because you got to do unless you want to admit it. Uh, unless you're not a scumbag. Staring at me like, what the fuck is wrong with her? Remember laughing hysterically, then I went home and fell asleep, passed out, I don't know. Maybe I died and this is an alternate reality. No. Um, that really wasn't all that funny. That was just kind of sad. Uh, please, uh, don't do that. Don't, don't, don't take a bunch of pills and try to kill yourself. You know, word of advice. Uh, anyways, what's going on with you guys? Um... What's going on with you guys? Huh? Any more confessions out there? No, it doesn't look like it. I get a lot of spam email, so. Um, what? Uh, Dan's fucking texting me out the fucking You know, people don't know you're in the middle of something. You know what I mean? All right. So, I'm going to tell you about that. Uh... I'm going to tell you something about gaslighting. Okay, let's get into that as I stall here as I couldn't really think about what I want to talk about next. How many minutes have I done? All right. Plenty of time left here on the End of the Woods podcast. You already know how much time is left. You can just look down at your phone. I, I'm doing this in real time. Anyways, uh, gaslighting. I don't know what it means, but I just keep saying it to Dana because I keep telling her that she's gaslighting me. And then we were hanging out with... Uh, some friends this weekend and um and she this girl I was like Dana you're gaslighting me and this this other girl she was like you're not um you're 
um, you're not gaslighting him. He's gaslighting you, right? You're gaslighting her right now by saying she's gaslighting you. I'm like, no, no, that's not how this works. She's always gaslighting me. I've never gaslighted anybody. She's saying that's gaslighting. I'm like, no, no, see, I'm not gaslighting. Um, so I'm going to look up what gaslighting means because I really don't know. I just keep saying it to Dana, but I kind of don't want to find out. What gaslighting sounds like? What is gaslighting? What's an example? This comic shows what gaslighting is. Gaslighting sounds like you need help. You're so emotional. I never did that. You're the one who's lying. Why are you even here if you think I'm so terrible then? Oh, yeah. Why are you so defensive all the time? I, I wouldn't have done that to you. You're always twisting things. Yes. That's a false accusation. I've definitely said that. Oh, well, I'm a gaslighter, actually. Don't get upset over nothing. Definitely said that. I didn't mean it like that. Said that. Don't be so sensitive. Mm. I don't know if I've said that one. I was just joking. Definitely said that. I've said that a gazillion times. Um, it's not a big deal. Definitely said that. Uh, stop feeling sorry for yourself. That one I feel like you is not gaslighting. Why are you even here feeling so terrible? Uh, I don't think, you know... I'm not a gas... Am I a gaslighter? Did we just... Um, what gaslighting sounds like? For me... This is definitely written by a fucking woman. What gaslighting sounds like? For me... It was a single word. I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? I don't care what you think, you fucking lady. Oh, yeah. Women are stupid. Right, fellas? Women are fucking dumb. Yeah, women, fuck that. You fucking talk to ladies? That's gotta be fucking hell. Dude, women, fuck women, dude. Fuck them. Do they do podcasts? They're not funny, am I right? Fellas? Um, we did play Miss Monopoly, though. So, that was cool. We played Miss Monopoly, um, where women actually have an advantage in that game. And then... It was never going to end. So if you have six to eight hours and you want to not do anything else in those six to eight hours and you want to have a really good time or a really stressful time, go ahead and play Miss Monopoly. Okay? M-S, period, Monopoly. And then it's all about women and women inventions, like the dishwasher, because, of course, the women invented the dishwasher, you know, because we had them... We had them washing dishes, and they were like, I'm probably tired of this. You know, and they invented other stuff like bulletproof vests and shit. You know, ice cream makers. Stuff we all need, bulletproof. They invented a glare-free glass, which seems like something that... Probably could have done without. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Inventions by women. Should I just shit on all those? I am really struggling for content this week. Inventions by women. Black people? No, women. By women. Oh, black people invented the potato chip. Can you believe that? Uh, women. Bras, of course. Trousers? Women created 50 inventions. These 50 inventions. This is USA Today. Um, can I get a list? The circular saw, huh? I don't want to subscribe to USA Today. I just want to read your stupid fucking thing. Tabitha Babbitt. Congratulations. The aquarium. I don't know if you'd invent that. Ice cream maker, Nancy Johnson. See? Computer algorithms? Nerd. Oh, so cool. Stop working. No big deal. Yeah, Apple makes great computers. No, they don't totally just overheat when you're trying to do two things at once. You know? Whatever, dude. 
Whatever. What else did I have in my notes? Can I fit something else in here? Uh, um, let's see. What did I have? Let's see if I can get a quick joke off. You guys want some jokes here? Hey, I saw Herschel Walker. I saw Herschel Walker was uh, running for office. Why do all these celebrities think they can start running for office? Is he really running? He actually is. I saw it on the news at the gym because I go to the gym, okay, because I don't want to be a fat fuck. Dude, the amount of humanity that's out there is insane. Like, I swear to God, you hear it? I got the IT department on it. Herschel, Herschel Walker. What are they? Is he running for something? Herschel Walker is an American retired football player. Blah, blah, blah. Herschel Walker... Herschel Walker holds wide lead over GOP rivals in Georgia. He's a... Jesus Christ, Herschel. What are we doing? You know, Herschel Walker says he's integrity and honesty back. Yeah, I saw him on TV, and I was like, is Herschel Walker running for fucking... Why are all these goddamn... What is up with these celebrities running for office? Then someone will post, you know, it's actually not that... It's actually not that different. I mean, people have been running for office. I mean, Ronald Reagan was... Ronald Reagan was a... um, he was in movies, so shut up. Who gives a fuck? Ronald Reagan. I started sprinkling crack on black people. I gotta go. All right, listen, that's gonna be the podcast. Before I say anything that gets me in trouble, I'm gonna get out of here. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, subscribe, rate, and review. All the things you gotta do to get me higher on the charts. I'm higher than Joe Rogan. We know this, but I need to climb the charts. Please get the numbies up. We need the numbies up. So I'm gonna get out of here. Follow up below. Uh, the, all the links are below. Follow them. Follow me. I'm gonna get out of here. Have a good week. No gambling this week. Sorry, I was too busy talking about 9/11. Okay, bye. Love you. Yeah.